You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Today we're going to be doing some mock drafting. Uh, we're going to mark uh, the first two games of this Dallas uh, four-game series. And then, uh, hey, then, then we're going to go watch AEW Dynamite. Um, yeah. <laughs> Who's with us? Woo! AEW! 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 And, of course, before we do all that, uh, Gotta we do the business. Oh, business to attend. Nope. Let's get into it this weekend. UFC 261 is sure to be a can't. Oh, miss event. Oh, okay. Every punch, kick, knockout, uh, dry hump, everything means so much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend. Spite DraftKings offering all players a shot at a million. Mike, did well, you say a million? You get. A shot at millions of dollars. Ooh, I like that. It total prizes if you haven't tried it yet. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Also known as MMA. It's easy to play. Just pick six fighters. Well, they can't fight each other. You probably want to pick, you know, guys who are going to be in different matches so you can win. So pick six fighters. Stay under the salary cap. No going over, you rascals. This is like the NHL. We got a hard cap, mother. And pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your... Mm-hmm. Knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money to grab uh, for up for grabs throughout Woo! the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Woo! That's right. right. All right. Now uh, it's over. Matt, what is going on in the world of hockey? Because it ain't the um, Red Wings. Current what? current events, Matt. If we were doing a current events report, I would have mailed it in and got an F because it's really hard to watch right now. Yeah, we're uh, uh, okay. So we stand at oh one and one, right? Again against the stars. Um, I, I I actually said <laughs> this series um, could go one of two ways. Where I guess you know this is so dumb. I feel like an ESPN person right now, and I'm just gonna list out like two obvious things. Is it gonna be close, or Dallas was gonna pull all the stops to make sure they get all the points against a bad team? <laughs> And uh, yeah. so far, uh, kind of looks that way. And uh, Mike, for all for all of the um, reasons that we love Jonathan Bernier's play, and then from an yes. analytical perspective, we look at his expected goals and and how many saves he's had uh, above what that expected goals is, and yeah. uh, just just not the same uh, in the last game against Dallas. So he was supposed to give up one point one three, uh, gave up four. Uh, that's that's five on five play there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the funny thing is, Mike, we actually won the five on five battle and expected goals. Um, 
so this is just i mean this is it right this is you win the expected goals battle you still you get trounced um we're still we're pretty far uh in regards of, of talent competing <laughs> getting us over the hump um i don't know hey, who's, there, the, who's the, the more, stars head coach is it rick bonus the more yeah the more i it kind of sounds I, like I look, bonus like yeah get that bonus play um Man, he's got to be in the locker room just snapping a bunch of pencils in half because of how much we dominated five-on-five play. In your face! Yeah, you might have got two points, but you know what? We dominated five-on-five. How's that feel, Rick Bonus? Yeah! <laughs> Lashel is high-fiving oh. guys and slapping chests. Matt, if we've learned anything from Darren McCarty, it's to just be positive for the next seven years because there's... Not a lot. Uh, don't worry about the wins and losses right now. Just try and take something positive out of it. Matt, you are our connoisseur de rougeon, as we say here in Detroit. In Detroit. Matt, what was your favorite positive? Out, outside of the whole team collectively having as much fun oh. as possible against Dallas. Yeah. Matt, what was your, your positive against this? I, uh, I guess it's our, it's, our one, it's our one guy that I think... You know, everybody. Keeps I want to hear that name, man. Who's that big, sexy? Who do you got out there? Every, everybody keeps saying that uh, nobody is, is untouchable on this roster. But uh, after last night, Larkin getting in a tussle puts in. I mean, it, it's a pretty good looking goal. Um, that that's our boy. Like that, that's our untouched. That's Mister Untouchable. If he if he ever moves, we will shut down the podcast. I, I promise you all. The next day, there won't even be. A, this is what happened. There won't be a tweet. The Twitter account will disappear. <laughs> Larkin's gone. And not to say that this is one of the, like, you know, we love Dylan Larkin so much that we would shut it down. I'm just saying there's absolutely zero chance of that happening. That's uh, that's where I stand on that. Uh, get, give me all those hot takes that uh, anybody can be moved on this team, but I guarantee it will not be Dylan Larkin. Um, and uh, it, it doesn't a, even have any, hell of an offer, Matt. I just, uh, it has nothing to do with that, um, that game either. I'm just saying, you know, I introduced him, I introduced him as as my untouchable on this roster. So I will never do that again. Never, Matt. Never ask me a question. No, I, well, that's a whole other story. Uh, Lafreniere and the next three years of first round picks for Larkin. Oh yeah. See, he's touchable. I knew it. I knew it all along, Matt. Yeah, send uh, that on over. Uh, all right. I'll let so, the Rangers yeah. know. I'll let the Rangers know Larkin's on the table. All right, I'll wrap up this conversation, and uh, yeah. we'll move on to some some more fun. Uh, we'll get into those mock drafts. But uh, we've got two yes. games remaining. Mike, this was one of the series I circled. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be so cool to play four games against one team. Four straight games. Um, it hurts. It's It's not fun. And I hope that the rest of the league had fun when they had their series like this because I'm having zero fun. Mike Dallas is is in the playoff hunt. Like they they need to win these games. We don't know if it's going to be points percentage for sure, but if it is, they they've got that. They they're they're up on Nashville right now, so they have Detroit on the schedule. Are, are they really going to let it go? You look so it's, confused right now. I'm it's very not, confused. Yeah, uh, like, because I know Matt had the four games circled. You know who else had these four games circled? <laughs> Matt, once again, Mr. Rick Bonus. Matt, he could not wait I, to try and topple that runway juggernaut. Can you yeah. tie a bow on that? 
You guys, you know, some people get overtime, some people get commission, but when you're in Dallas, you get the bonus. Woo! Yeah, that's right. Let's go to the playoffs. Set. We're about to play the Red Wings, baby. Woo! Normal, and then all would have. Okay, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think this is why I, I went ahead and I did some mock drafts because this is just getting rough to watch. It's okay. Uh, we're so close to the end. So Man, let's, how many more we... friends of the show have to tell us to wait six years? What are we going to learn? Yeah, Man, that is true. If it's Greg Wyshynski, if it's Ken Cal, if it's Enforcer and Hall of Famer and local legend Darren McCarty, Matt, all of them are telling us, you know what, just watch some wrestling. Ryan Lambert said 12 years, so Holy if, God you, if we averaged them all out. <laughs> Man, one, of your, one of your kids is almost going to be in, in high school by that time. Oh, my well, God. I think, so Ken, I think, said two or three years. Ken Cal. He's our he's our boy Ken. Uh, he said two or three years, so that brings the average back. That kind of that'll cancel out Ryan Lambert's twelve years. Um, I think Darren actually had it at six. Yeah, six yeah. total. So we're you know we're entering Steve's third year this week. So four from now. Uh, you know that is a hotly debated point. It was made to we, be as if Darren? it was six years from now. Yeah, get him on the horn. Darren, <laughs> um, Matt, did Ken Cal mean three years from now? Uh, I think he may have. So he's probably looking at when he said two to three years. He was looking at the five-year total for us to be back in the in the playoff, like sniffing the playoffs again. Not not just this joke of like, oh my god, can we compete every other game? Uh, like actually, every game matters. When we lose, we're going to be pissing ourselves with anger. Like that kind of thing. I don't <laughs> remember that feeling, man. It's been a long time. I don't know why I want that. I've made the argument for so long on the Hockey Podcast Network that we have the easiest show. We'd never have to sign on and be absolutely furious, really, with anything. Like, I know there's there's some of our rival podcasts get pretty mad about the lineups for this team that, you know, I mean, <laughs> we all sit here and go, nobody's untouched like every every podcast every pundit everybody says nobody on this team's untouchable but then when your favorite player gets knocked out of the lineup or doesn't make it to the last two minutes of overtime it's like what what was that such an easy decision this is no brainer we would have won and it's like no I, we're gonna lose most games Just yeah i clean you know, your pants and let's, let's move on <laughs> I, uh, I've been playing on the Nintendo Switch a little bit of Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And yeah. I think most teams will go like, all right, we got Doctor Strange. We got Iron Man. We got the Hulk. Uh, you know, we got Captain America. And the Red Wings are like, eh, we're going to give uh, Iceman a shot from the X-Men. What? Oh, man, he hasn't been relevant to the 60s, man. What are you doing with Iceman? And, you know, we'll just throw him out there. We'll throw out the Wasp. You know, we don't care from Ant-Man and the Wasp. I had to clarify because you made a face like, the Wasp? is that an X-Man? Who is that? No, I, I got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. So essentially, you, you just want to make that all-star team uh, of, well, no, see, that's the problem. Because you're assuming that just because you're, you're, you haven't earned Captain America yet. That's where we're at in Ultimate Alliance. Uh, we haven't earned Iron Man, Captain America, Wolverine. You're stuck with yeah. this is who you have to choose from, Mike. You have Nebula. Moon, Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Punisher. 
Moon Knight. Howard Knight. the Duck. I like, I like the Watcher. Yeah, yeah Howard the Duck. Two different skins for Howard have, the Duck. Um, yeah, yeah, the evil Captain America from uh, the TV show. What? God, I've watched so many videos. Uh, all right, we got to get back to hockey. But I've watched so many videos of his origin story that there's like six different origin stories, and yep, they're they're pretty they're pretty wild. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Matt, fun fact, I heard that he's going to be leading uh, like the Suicide Squad version for Marvel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that, that's one of his uh, comic uh, storylines that I was, I was learning about this week. Let me see if I can pull this up properly. Is that a future uh, for Franz Nielsen? Will he lead a, a hockey Suicide Squad at some point? <laughs> like from the perspective that... Whoever, like, if uh, the the Kraken decide that they're going to take a shot on the yeah <laughs> on the veteran, uh, yeah, that'll be the end. Like, that'll be the decision. If anybody uh, has had a chance, I I highly recommend. Uh, I'm going to call him friend of the show, even though he never responds to me because uh, he was on once. Uh, he must have had such a great time. He's like, I don't want to mess with that chemistry we had. But yeah. uh, Prashant Dyer just put out on uh, Winging It in Motown, a fantastic uh, take on uh like what's going on with the expansion draft and uh he did say the two guys that'll be up for the kraken based on his assessment like he, he played the game what would i do if i was steve eiserman ended up being svechnikov and franz nielsen so Ooh. <laughs> pretty easy pretty easy decision there for the kraken uh but i do highly recommend that because mike prashant was the first person to explain the expansion draft which i hope to get into in the next couple of weeks here uh, yeah. And then we'll give our hot takes, but I, I don't know. It was it was a pretty good take, so we're gonna we're gonna work hard no, to do better. No, um, I'm sorry, I I took us on a sidetrack. All right, but I these are tough times for the Red Wings, so sometimes you need a little distraction. But Matt, I gotta say, trade season's over. We can start thinking about the draft. And Matt, is it gonna get any sexier than a team with two first round picks? Woo! <laughs> I I don't know. I pulled up uh, my mock draft, and we lost all of our viewers but one. So we'll. Gorgeous. Love it. Apparently, I did a great job. Go back to um, Marvel. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably what happened. The, the, the views are always on a delay. All right. No more Marvel. Mike, yeah. uh, go find that. Uh, again, go find that Prashant article on uh, on the expansion draft. It, it was, I was going to uh, my final thought was going to be that was the first time I read somebody explain it. And it made sense. Uh, so. <laughs> I highly recommend that if you still don't understand it. Steve, who also said himself in his last press conference that he doesn't understand it. So I'd, I'd say we should Steve, uh, add him on idea. Twitter. Yeah, it's on the article yeah. his way. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, <laughs> I think the, the fun, maybe the fun way to do this is we'll take a peek at. Um, my picks and, and all the picks, because I think what people want to see is who, who I didn't pick as well. Uh, but that, all in all, this is going to be kind of similar last year, Mike, to any pick you're making in this top 10, like the way that uh, a guy like Scott Wheeler has his stuff stacked, um, Bob McKenzie and Pronman and Elite Prospects. I mean, everybody has a different number one. Everybody has a different top 10. So you're going to find something that is going to be pretty hard to argue that you messed up. I think that's where maybe maybe our job to dissect this draft uh, maybe it gets easier. Also a lot less fun because you don't get to look at any of these picks and go, God, what a dumb pick. You're pretty much just, you're, you're going to have your pick of 
future mediocre hockey players is kind of the the gist here. Oh, so, yeah, that's it's not a hot draft uh, by any means. Um, I think Scott Wheeler said it the best, where he said it's um, the low, the the first the first ten picks are the low side of what a high end first round pick would be. Um, so, ouch. But that right, exactly. So you're looking at Alexi Lafreniere <clears throat> last year would have been at the high end is is basically how somebody would have measured. So there's no uh, Tim Stutzler in this draft. Correct. Um, yeah, there's there's actually uh, as we get into this and we're going to talk about uh, Owen Power. I I thought one of the, the funniest things I saw uh, came from uh, Bob McKenzie, and I, I just want you to remember that thought you just had because we're going to bring it back to Victor Hedman. Uh, and, and part of that goes into why I, I thought Owen Power would fit. But, um, yeah, let's let's take a look first at all picks. Uh, if you guys want to take a look. Uh, uh, now, I just went to Elite Prospects, so it is Matthew Beniers. That was him saying it. So if anybody wants to chat or uh, chirp right now and say it's <laughs> it's Beignet, like the, you know, Taste of the Street, which yeah. would have been, I honestly, I wish that's how he pronounced his name. Um it's not. It's, this is how he pronounces it, is Ben Years. Uh, hmm. Just heard him say it. All right. Uh, number two, Brent Clark. Number three, Luke Hughes. Mike, that you were just taking a peek at. That's and right. number four, Simon Edmondson. Uh, so what's funny is these I, – I did do my own little mock draft uh, uh, without really doing too much research, and I actually took Ben Years at number five. So – uh, this is this is if anybody's familiar with doing your mock drafts. It's FC hockey is probably where everybody heads to first to to play this fun little game. Um, I just yeah, this is this is me taking Owen Power based on what's left. So I passed on William Eklund, who's uh, Mike. He's the number one in elite prospects. Uh, he's who, who, who they're saying is the number one guy in this draft. Uh, Jesper Wallstadt is uh, the number one goalie. Uh, Mike, for a guy like Scott Wheeler, who we had on the show a little while back. He is also on our side where you never take a goalie in the top 10. Um, and uh, I would say Prashant Dyer is another guy in that boat. Uh, but Scott Wheeler said, Wallstead, it's tough to not put him in the top 10. So, Mike, for all the times that uh, I've been making the argument not to take a goaltender in the top 10, uh, one of our trusted boys, Scott Wheeler, said uh, – probably not going to miss. So is this is this what the Red Wings are going to do? I chose not to. So I'm I'm still I'm still shy. I still think goaltenders are such a huge roller coaster that uh you know, you're you're still better off finding something else in, in this, but I, I mean if if Wallstead really is the the real deal, you got to you got to think is this because everybody said the talent level is a little bit lower and that's how he's a for sure top 10 um according to Scott Wheeler. Or is it just playing the same game as we always do? Everybody always overvalues a goaltender in the draft, and then it doesn't seem to pan out. Um, all right. Also passed on Kent Johnson, another Michigan boy, and uh, Dylan Gunther, who, uh, if again, going back to uh, Prashant Dyer's takes, uh, that's who he took at number five. And one of my favorite names to pronounce, Atu Ratu, number 10, Going to Vancouver, uh, he used to be uh, projected to be the number one guy going in this draft, and he had quite the fart sandwich of, uh, of a year. So he he fell a little bit. Uh, there, Mike, there has been talk of him even dropping to the Red Wings' second pick in the first round. Uh, oh, wow. 
just to kind of get, I gave that quick little recap here. So now I, I took Owen Power at number five. I, I figure Mike will do a lot of these. And this will give us an opportunity to kind of get to know everybody a little bit more for anybody like, uh, like we don't, we know there are people watching that know Owen Power like the back of their hand, uh, watching, listening, but there's also the folks that have no idea, you know, go head first into the Red Wings game, first period to third period, and then boom, they're done when the game's over. So that, that that's kind of what our job's going to be. Is let's, let's take a can look you, at Owen. Can you go back to all picks real quick? Yep. So I was going to ask you, Matt. Obviously, uh, you know, depending on if you're asking friend which one of our friends of the show uh, you're talking to, how far away we are from being remotely relevant in terms of, uh, you know, hockey championships, right? It's a little early. <laughs> it's a little early to draft for need. But, Matt, is this defenseman, if we were number five, do you feel like that is the best use of a top five pick? Is a, a is he a six foot five defenseman, or would you be leaning more towards a center because it kind of feels like, uh, you know, some of our center prospects are turning into wings, uh, and we need somebody to be in the middle. Well, there, I mean, there's two. This is where that argument comes back to whoever, whoever you take here. I think you're you're going to be kind of in the same boat in regards to filling out your your championship lineup. I mean, uh, by all accounts, even the top you know the top guys you're 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 looking at I, again not not me saying this uh certainly they all have a potential to get into the top you know your top line but a lot of a lot of the scuttlebutt has been middle six same thing on on defense you're not looking at a top pairing guy you're looking at bottom four which hmm. they're at hl players uh you got to fill out your roster at some point this draft is just you know for by all accounts is weak um that's not to say there aren't going to be guys that are going to be, you know, all-stars coming out of this draft. There certainly will be, but going, judging by the prospects takes, uh, that's where we're at. So Mike, I know what you're saying. Should we pick up a center? And absolutely. And some of the other ones I've played, I've, I've gone with William Eklund. In fact, uh, in the last one I did, he, he was taken first. And in my head, I was like, I definitely want William Eklund. Um, Cause <laughs> I mean, you're, you're picking up another guy uh, that's picking up another Swede. Uh, there's too many relations uh, there going back to everything going on with uh, Soderblom and, of course, Lucas Raymond. Uh, but then there's, you know, you just stay in Michigan. And like I mentioned before, Matthew Beniers and just hang out in, at U of M and pick up their center uh, because you're still you're still going to be doing pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, there's uh, quite a few Michigan boys uh, for you wing nuts out there. Why would you be here if you weren't? But, man. Does that make you nervous at all that, you know, they're all kind of riding on, uh, you know, maybe just playing against some Big Ten? Uh, maybe not the most, maybe, maybe not the most talented uh, conference, but it's a, it's a little odd to see all these guys ranked so yeah. high, right? And it, it, I totally agree with that. And I do, like, I think there's a lot of that coming into play. And Unless we've suddenly become, I, I you know, like Alabama in football. You know, now Michigan hockey is Alabama football or something like that. Well, it's one of those things where we would have liked to have seen this team perform a little bit better, uh, and it just wasn't. So, you know, where do you go from there? Uh, but, yeah, coming back to uh, who we, who I actually picked here, Owen Power, I, I, I will say there's some caution there, but once I crack this sucker open, I think that'll follow me. It did not. Okay. Well, uh, what I wanted to show everybody, and I'll just take a second here, 
But uh, we're looking at a six foot six defenseman who, uh, by style, it was what Bob McKenzie put uh, as as comparable to Victor Hedman. Now, like this is where it gets fun. <laughs> I thought this was uh, the best uh, the best take in regards. I, I, I think to Owen Power, uh, he does, and this is again from Bob McKenzie. He does look and play like Victor Hedman, but if you were comparing. Owen Power to Hedman at the same age in this draft year. Hedman would be better in pretty much every facet of the game. Okay, so there is that. But I, I do think there's an element of trying to match what Steve, even though he already had a Victor Hedman, uh, you know, he, he was already dealt that card uh, when he headed over to Tampa. I think there's still an element of, of finding some familiarity with how you built that Tampa Bay Lightning juggernaut and trying to trying to redo that and i think this is this is definitely within the realm of an easy argument go with owen power go with the giant this might be a draft where uh maybe steve tries to trade down um is there anyone besides us with two first round picks this year matt oh man uh i'd have to go into cap friendly to check that out that's uh that's definitely uh let's research that before the <laughs> before we get started kind of question uh i'm sure there is okay now i'm gonna look it up for us i guess all right um so if if that's the case yeah then i'll i'll just keep moving right along here uh this is this this is good podcasting um oh no i lost my link there it is all right back to my picks all right so i also finished off uh the first round and this this is where the point of contention would be with uh using fc hockey uh, are, are we actually going to end up with the 29th pick? I think a lot of folks would argue that it's going to be better than this. Uh, but that's where uh, making this pick is, is just kind of fun and silly because this guy, Oscar Olison, who I picked, uh, oh my gosh, this thing just is not going to work. There we go. Uh, is by all accounts ranked so much higher than 29th. So I felt it was pretty fair for me to still play this game since we don't know where the Washington Capitals pick is going to land. Um, and he, Olison was projected again, uh, by all accounts to, to be way higher in the draft, uh, that I, I thought it was pretty fair. He's, uh, so we go to elite prospects, uh, we'll check him out. He's number 18 on their, uh, consolidated draft ranking. So that is essentially them taking a look at FC hockey, which we're going through now. McKean's hockey. Central Scouting, uh, their own rankings, uh, Craig Button in there, and, of course, uh, Bob McKenzie, as we mentioned. Uh, so all of that is taken into consideration to build out this consolidated ranking. Uh, number one in the consolidated ranking is still Owen Power, uh, who we mentioned again with uh, Bob McKenzie's ranking. And, um, yeah, that, that would mean, Mike, at, at 29 or maybe earlier, uh, we'd have a shot at uh, Olsen. Now, uh, what's funny, too, is you go around and, and read everybody's uh, rankings for the upcoming draft, and nobody has really pinned down if he's a right wing or a left wing, which uh, he's just listed on Elite Prospects as both. I just I, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, it might not be too funny, but uh, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of you. All right, so no, let's read what Rodman um, had to say. was impressive versus both juniors and pros this season. Has a lot of NHL elements to his game. He's uh, NHL caliber speed, skill, good size. You can easily uh, envision him generating clean zone entries with uh, control versus pros. Uh, inside the offensive zone, more of a shooter than a passer. I, I would say, Mike, with uh, 
everybody on the team looking to pass first, it looks like, from the Red Wings. Uh, that, that might be a good change of pace. Uh, Zadina is at least starting to shoot a little bit more. I think we can be happy with that. Anyway, he can make good plays, uh, do so with some pace, but his main offensive threat is his shot and ability to finish from range. Olsen works fine off the puck. He'll get to the net, get back defensively, uh, but he's not overly physical, which, you know, honestly, I'm 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 fine with that. I I, I think... That's, I mean, that doesn't do anything to, like, take him off my, my draft board or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I'd say so far I, this, this worked out pretty good. Uh, if I go back to uh, the whole shebang here, uh, I want to take a look at uh, the rest of the draft because I think at this point we're at 28 minutes. And, uh, I, <laughs> Mike, I don't know if you were able to. Yeah, so we have uh, three. Yeah, we have three options, actually. It's kind of stunning this year that how many teams gave up on the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Four teams have multiple first rounders this year, Matt. Uh, us with two, obviously. New Jersey and Minnesota have two each. And then Columbus, thank God, with three first round picks, Matt. Three, four, five, six, three. Man, that's, uh, that's roughly a third of the draft is four teams. Columbus, New Jersey, and who? Uh, Minnesota. Okay. So Minnesota is probably the one that I, I would say is is – I, that that's like our best possibility of, of grabbing if you want to trade back and grab a couple. Maybe maybe Columbus, but I, I don't think they're going to be looking at, at number five. And I, I think they're also playing the let's get as many guys game. It was the, I mean, how they was, treated the trade deadline. They, they're just trying to collect first round pick. For all, for all we know, they're going to trade to the next year and, uh, you know, pick up some restricted free agents, which I think is also uh, – uh, an option for the wingdings. Um, take that first round pick from Washington, grab something for next year, and then uh, you're better off if if you do end up making a huge stab uh, for a restricted free agent, which a lot of people are on board for Elias Pettersson to be that big uh, that big stem by Steve Eiserman. Uh, so that would be one way to fix that. Just go ahead, get another first round pick for next year, so you're you're not losing out on another year where you absolutely will need a first round pick because we know even Elias Pettersson coming over isn't going to turn this team into a contender. Uh, but I think I'm a guy that would hesitate to lose four first round picks and pay a guy over ten million dollars. You know, just this is all just for one player. Come on, live a little, Matt. But if you got me another first-round pick next year by trading away one of these picks, <clears throat> I, I'd feel better about it. How's that? If you gave me – like, if we traded with somebody who needs a first-round pick and then we got two of theirs moving forward, uh, that would definitely be the, I think, coolest way to go. That would like definitely if we went be NHL 2K21, I think. That, well, let's do – yeah, if you do a first-round pick this year, you take the fifth pick this year, Mike, and you can trade it for a 2022 – and let's just skip a year to make it easier for the video game to say, yeah, uh, get a 2022 okay. first-round pick and a 2024 first-round pick, and then you're, you're only missing out then on the 2023 first-round and 2025. Jesus. Is anybody taking notes? All right. Then you sign Elias Patterson – to whatever deal, you know, whatever monster deal you want to give him, put him out of Vancouver's price range. Now you have Elias Pettersson. You've got your first round picks in 22 and 24, and you've got a super duper star, a guy who ranks at the top of the league in regards to playing two ways and and scoring a bunch. 
Wow. Like my mind is paddled that suit. My mind is blown right now, Matt. Um, How do you like we, that? We would have to turn off the NHL trade logic, I think. Uh, but we could maybe make it work. Um, <sighs> so, um, I mean, we went over, uh, we'll call it instead of mock draft, Matt drafts. Um, and we got a defenseman and we got a wing. And Matt, this the more the more I look at this and the more you keep selling me on, there's a bunch of like, you know, B, B plus guys. Is this maybe it's a draft where Iceman wants to keep striking? Maybe he wants to be the guy instead of trading back. Maybe he wants to gobble up and just say, you know what, we're gonna ice a team with eight first rounders this year. Okay, I'm being hyperbolic. I'm, I'm going over the top, but I'm just is this something that because we know he likes giving second chances to uh you know the island of misfit toys? Um give us a glimpse into Iserman's brain, man. I guess I'm confused as to what you're saying. Are you saying Iserman that he might that he might acquire even more picks this year? That he might acquire even more this year. I I mean I think he's going to acquire more picks this year. I I don't know if the fight shouldn't be to get more first round picks. I think I like if unless unless you're taking your own first round pick and getting multiple. I think that's that's definitely doable to see if one of these guys will hit. Get one you know get multiple picks in this the the top thirty two and. See what you can make out of it. I, I, that's that's the way to do it. I, I don't think we're going. We have a five. We have a twenty nine, according to FC. Uh, so let's get a couple more in the middle. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's it. I think, I think it's fine if we're gonna play around with the Minnesota Wild, and then we could tell the Wild that hey, you guys can have Owen Power. You know, uh, add add to your defensive corpse. Uh. Maybe he'll be ready in a couple years, and then we'll take both of your first rounders. Throw them over here, like that's that's more along the lines where I'd say we're increasing the amount of first round picks we have. This but I don't is... think Minnesota's going to do that. I think if we did that, we're collecting a first rounder from Minnesota and maybe like a second and a third. I, I don't I don't know if they're going to play the game of two first rounders for one first rounder. That's where, you know, you take a look at uh, we're going to trade one first round pick this year for one in 2022 and one in 2024 so that we can pick up Elias Pettersson. Man, this has blown my mind. It's just, it's too wide open. There's too many possibilities. And it's AEW like a, Dynamite's starting. I know. Man, we didn't even play Who's That Pokemon. All right, throw it at me. I didn't even get to my third pick in the draft. I didn't even get to the second round. We got through one round. We almost got through one too round. Many, there's too many questions. We were supposed to go through my back draft. Well, I had now. so many questions for you, Matt. Okay, Matt. Who's that Pokemon? Who's ready? Let's shoot it. Matt, as always, it's read by a friend of the show, Paul Woods, and today's no exception. So here we go. Matt, you're going to try and guess who Paul Woods is reading about. Here we go. Well, uh, offensive players care about scoring, Jeff Blaschel said. Exciting note, Matt. Uh, Jeff Blaschel is not the answer. Offensive players care about scoring, Blaschel said. It matters to them all, matters to their confidence. But that's not how I judge blank at all. End quote. All right. Uh, offensive is important, but who cares about offense? Okay. Uh, so, let's say... Uh, so, essentially, okay, Blaschel, Blaschel has a car. Offense. Blaschel has a car. 
whose purpose is to get you from point A to point B, and he doesn't judge that car on its ability to drive. Okay, so we're talking about Luke Lindenning. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Is that a rib? Uh, I was trying to throw you off the trail there, man. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, let's go with Glendening. Matt, it was uh, not Glute Glendening. Um, he, <laughs> he, is, he is safe from this one. Matt, it was uh, Mr. Delon Larkin. Uh, oh, okay. Second time he's talked about in this episode. But, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, I got what you're saying now. Yeah, so he could have taken it down the route of, uh, you know, it's not a big deal if you don't score, buddy. But instead, he was saying, ah, you do everything on our team. So, you know how it is. I get it now. Dylan's alone. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are at BOD Hockey on Twitter uh, for our shenanigans and at brothers underscore uh, of underscore discussion on Instagram. And please uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, hope uh, going through two players of our <laughs> mock draft was somewhat fun. All right. Thanks, everybody. Toodaloo. Woo! Drafted Michigan boys! Woo!